Appendix 2. What is death and where are the dead? What impression do you gain from these verses drawn from a range of scriptures? Where are the dead and in what condition? When does release from death happen? I quote, God said to Adam, you are dust and you are going to return to the dust. Genesis 3.19 Quote, the soul which sins will die. Ezekiel 18 verse 4 Can the soul then mean an immortal soul? Obviously not. I quote, the Lord kills and makes alive. The Lord brings down to Sheol or Hades, the realm of the dead, and raises up. That's from 1 Samuel 2 verses 6 to 8. Making alive is equivalent to raising up, which is equivalent to resurrection. Another quotation. Man dies and lies prostrate. Man lies down and does not rise. Until the heavens be no more, he will not be awakened nor roused from his sleep. Hide me in Sheol or Hades. If a man dies, will he live again? Those quotations are from Job chapter 14, verses 10 to 14. Another quotation. Will my hope go down into Sheol or Hades? Will we together go down into the dust? Job 17, verse 16. Another quotation. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Psalm 13, verse 3. Another quotation, my soul has had enough troubles, my life has drawn near to Sheol. I am reckoned like those who go down to the pit, forsaken among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, in dark places, and they are cut off from your hand. That's Psalm 88 verses 3 to 5. Another quotation, will you perform wonders for the dead? Will the shades rise and praise you? Will your loving kindness be declared in the grave? Your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be made known in the darkness? And your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? Psalm 88 verses 10 to 12. Another quotation, for Sheol, or Hades, cannot thank thee. Death cannot praise thee. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for thy faithfulness. That's Isaiah chapter 38, verse 18. Another quotation. It is the living who give thanks to thee as I do today. A father tells his son about thy faithfulness. That's from Isaiah chapter 38 verse 19. Another quotation. Why then do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I will lie down in the dust, and you will seek me, but I will not be. Job 7 verse 21. Another quotation. What profit is there in my blood? If I go down to the pit, 
will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? That's Psalm 30, verse 9. Another quotation. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. That's Psalm 115, verse 17. Another quotation. Return, O Lord, rescue my soul, save me because of thy loving kindness. For there is no mention of you in death, in Sheol or Hades. Who will give you thanks? Psalm 6, verses 4 and 5. Another quotation. For there is hope for a tree when it is cut down, that it will sprout again and its shoots will not fail. Though its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the dry soil, at the scent of water it will flourish and put forth sprigs like a plant. But man dies and lies prostrate. Man expires, and where is he? As water evaporates from the sea, and a river becomes parched and dried up, so man lies down and does not rise until the heavens are no longer. He will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. That's Job chapter 14, verses 7 to 12. If I look for Sheol as my home, I make my bed in the darkness. If I call to the pit, you are my father, to the worm, my mother and my sister, where now is my hope? And who regards my hope? Will it go down with me to Sheol? Will we together go down into the dust? Job 17, verses 13 to 16. Another quotation. But man in his pomp will not endure. He's like the beasts that perish. That's Psalm 49, verse 12. Another quotation. As sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death will be their shepherd, and the upright will rule over them in the morning, and their form will be for Sheol to consume so that they have no habitation. At Psalm 49, verse 14. Do not trust in princes, in mortal man in whom there is no salvation. Man's spirit departs. He returns to the earth. Compare that with to dust you will return in Genesis. In that very day, his thoughts perish. At Psalm 146, verses 3 and 4. Another quotation, the living know that they will die, but the dead do not know anything, nor have they any reward, for their memory is forgotten. There is no activity or planning or knowledge in Sheol where you are going, as from Ecclesiastes 9, verses 5 and 10. Another quotation, for the fate of the sons of men and the fate of beast is the same. 
As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath, and there is no advantage for man over beast. All go to the same place. All came from the dust, and all go to the dust. That's in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 19 and 20. Compare with that, then, quote, to dust you will return. Genesis 3, verse 19. Now a prophecy for the future. I quote, Many of those who are sleeping in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life. Go your way to the end of your life, Daniel. You will enter into rest and rise again at the end of the age for your allotted portion. What are the dead doing and where are they? Daniel 12, verse 2 and verse 13 gives us the answer. Jesus said, I quote, Do not marvel at this. An hour is coming when all those who are in the tombs, compare that with sleeping in the dust of the earth, all those will hear his voice and come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. That's from John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. Another quotation, you will be rewarded at the resurrection of the just. Luke 14, verse 14. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. John 12, verse 17. How does resurrection happen? John 11, verses 11 and 14. Jesus said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep and remains in sleep, as implied by the Greek perfect tense. I'm going to wake him out of his sleep. Lazarus is dead. Compare with that the sleep of death in Psalm 13, verse 3. Lazarus came forth from the tomb, John 11, verse 43. Jesus, quote, called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, John 12, verse 17. Paul said, I quote, God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us up which is, wake us up through his power. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Another quotation, He who raised the Lord will also raise us, wake us up with Jesus and present us to him with you. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 14. After the resurrection of Jesus, Peter said, I quote, the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is with us until this day. David did not go to heaven. David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers, who were also asleep, of course, and he underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Acts 2, verse 29 and 34. 
Acts 13, verses 36 and 37. Those who belong to Christ will be raised, that is, woken up at his coming. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23. The trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised, that is, woken up to immortality. See 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 to 55. At the sound of the last trumpet, compare with that Revelation 11, 15 to 18, the seventh trumpet, the dead will be raised and given immortality, and it is only then, and not a moment earlier, that Hades, or Sheol, or the grave, is overcome. Thus Paul quotes Hosea 13, verse 14, I will deliver them from the power of Sheol. I will redeem them from death. O death, where are your thorns? O Sheol, where is your sting? Paul sees this verse about the liberation of Sheol as the event of the resurrection, which he everywhere says will happen when Jesus comes back. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23. Any theory which says that Hades or Sheol was liberated by Jesus already collides head-on with this statement in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. Hades is overcome only in the future. Even when the book of Revelation was written in 96 AD, Jesus is the one who has the keys to death and Hades. He has not used them yet. Later, in Revelation 20, verses 13 to 15, death and Hades give up the dead who are in them. Jesus liberates the faithful dead from Hades in Revelation, according to Revelation 11, verses 15 to 18, and Revelation 20, verses 1 to 4. So also in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 10, Paul expects the Christians, when Jesus returns, to be either asleep in death or surviving awake on earth. I quote, Whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. The condition before all the Christians come to life together in the resurrection is called sleeping exactly the same as Daniel 12, verse 2, many who are sleeping in the dust of the ground will awake, some to everlasting life. Another quotation, the Lord will descend from heaven with the shout of the angel and the sound of the trumpet, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16. The condition of Christians before the resurrection is either sleeping in death or awake, alive. Both groups will live with Christ in the future resurrection. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 10 I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3 verses 10 and 11. We are eagerly awaiting the Savior from heaven who will transform our humble state 
into conformity with the body of his glory. Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21. Writing late in the first century, the writer of Hebrews said, I quote, these, that's to say, all the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the prophets, including Enoch and Elijah the prophet, died in faith, not having received the promises. That's in Hebrews 11, verses 13 and 39. Did he really believe that they were already in heaven, in bliss, in joy? Or are they all waiting for the resurrection when the dead are going to be made alive? As in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 22 and 23. How can you be made alive if you are already alive? How can you be made alive and become immortal if you are already alive and immortal. Note the warning against saying that the resurrection, that's to say the immortalization, has already happened. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed. Compare with that Mark chapter 8 verse 38. Handle the word of truth accurately. But avoid empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their word will spread like gangrene. Hymenaeus and Philetus have departed from the truth, that's to say from the gospel, as Jesus and the apostles preached it, saying, as they do, that the resurrection has already taken place. And thus they upset the faith of some. 2 Timothy 2, verses 15 to 18. Saying that the dead are actually alive now violates an important warning from the Old Testament. I quote, There will not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. That quotation is from Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 and 11. And see further my booklet entitled, What Happens When We Die?